Kaiju Network, where we have a very healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kent, and with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? So we are here today to discuss the next three episodes in our Common Writer retrospective. Today we are going to talk about episodes seven through nine. Uh, but mm-hmm. before we get into any of that, Jason, any housekeeping? Yes, there is some uh, housekeeping, and I'm going to be putting up this uh, overlay. Uh, as far as Daikaiju Network uh, social media, uh, you can f- uh, find us all in one place at our uh, Linktree URL here, uh, Linktree forward slash Daikaiju Network, and uh, the video platforms, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Rumble, and Live. We're live on three of the four platforms, and uh, as far as Rumble, all the live video will be available on that platform a day after. And uh, as far as audio platforms, uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as uh, TuneIn. And you can find uh, both uh, video and audio episodes on our own website and uh, blogs whenever we get around to those over at the DaikaijuNetwork.com. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> I, I have like my or two, I think, floating around there. I just haven't done it. Um, but anyway, um, one of the things I wanted to ask Jason, uh, and I wanted to ask him early in the show because I'm afraid I'm actually going to forget about it at the end of the show because it is a question that's maybe a bit more appropriate after you've done some discussion of what we're about to do today, which is another block of common Rider episodes. But then I started thinking, you know, I think it is – to some degree, an appropriate question even to begin with, considering he's already seen all of Spectre Man. Um, so the question I want to ask you, Jason, is at this very moment, because you've already seen all of Spectre Man in the past, and we're nine episodes deep into Common Rider, at this moment in time, uh, is, is either one of these shows... Um, maybe your favorite or one that you would see yourself potentially going back and watching multiple times in the future uh, you know is there is there one that you have a particular preference for um, I'm thinking as far as a more of a serious story wise maybe of a better story one, I would definitely pick Common uh, Rider over uh, Spectre Man. I think that would be a little bit more viable. But as far as something, you know, if you just want to turn your brain off and just kind of, uh, you know, get a kick out of uh, certain things, definitely Spectre Man is, is Although your we did have a very good discussion <laughs> a month ago about Common Rider. <laughs> That uh, had us in tears for a bit. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. So, so definitely, Spectre Man would be your coup de grace for any you know crazy craziness and uh, laughs and uh, everything. And uh, uh, but as far as you know, the villains and everything, uh, Spectre Man, because I'd say uh, uh, Doctor Gory, they have a little bit more of a backstory uh, to him rather than Shocker, although they were kind of slowly getting there with Shocker and everything. But I know from a couple episodes ago that we tend to know that uh, as far as Shocker goes, that it has um, a little bit of a history or 
sort of a tie-in to the whole Nazi regime uh, from many years ago. A little bit today. <laughs> yeah, definitely with uh, the first episode uh, for that matter. But I would say there's both uh, both sides as far as which one is better. But um, I would say as far as um, the overall aspect of a show including a lot of the the story uh the characters uh villains uh visual effects or practical effects um i would uh say common writer at this point in time I, I yeah for me i would at this point say common writer as well and unlike you i haven't seen you know, an, a, an entire series of either one of these shows. So I'm coming at both of them uh, with fresh eyes at this time. Um, I had high hopes, though, with Spectre Man because you uh, would periodically bring it up over the last odd number of years. And as we've gotten further into it, I'm like, there. <laughs> I, I, I think I would disagree with you in the fact that. Um, um, Common Rider isn't quite as nuts as Spectre Man. I would say overall, yes, from beginning to end, Spectre Man is more nuts, but Common Rider certainly has uh, it's some of its ridiculous moments as well, and we're going to talk about some of those just in this block of episodes we're going to discuss today. Um, um, Spectre Man, I, I would say Common Rider to some degree, yeah, maybe does take itself a bit more seriously than Spectre Man, but... Well, um, and as far as a better story comparing the two, I would say Common Rider. I I would too, which is a shame because this whole series started off with, um, you know, Spectre Man coming to try to not just stop Doctor Gory, but to help against pollution. Doctor Gory hates pollution himself, but is using it as a weapon to try to eradicate mankind so he could colonize it um there are things about specter man that so far i do like i, I do think the actor playing dr gory mm -hmm. is really good it's a, a very memorable actor um some of the chorus stuff even though it's so uh preposterous and and downright stupid i enjoy some of that um <laughs> even though i shouldn't like it and to some degree i don't but because it's so wacky and stupid i i do um but yeah I, I would have to say at this very moment in time you know we're what like six episodes into spectrum man is it and now we're nine yeah. into common rider um I, I would say going down the road like once we get done covering both retrospectives and just in my free time if i wanted to you know go back and revisit which one maybe in the big picture am i gonna watch more it probably would be common writer i i'm not gonna say i won't watch specter man again which i i do believe at some point i will but i would see myself probably going through common writer one or two more times at least before even touching specter man again at least the way things are going right now mm -hmm. at this point but uh so yeah i guess we're kind of in agreement that we both would probably pick Common Rider as kind of our favorites at this point in covering the two retrospectives. Um, with that said, let's go ahead and get into this new batch of Common Rider episodes. Uh, once again, we're covering episodes seven through nine. Episode seven, the title of it is Duel with Grim Reaper Chameleon World Fair Impression. 
Uh, and for mine, the Deadly Chameleon Showdown at the Old World's Fair. <laughs> some of these titles, but I, I think some of it may just be, like, um, you know, interpreters sort of... <laughs> Yeah, not really opinion, but kind of their own viewpoint, maybe as far as how the structure is. Because I'm learning Japanese, and I'm starting to slowly figure out sentence structure, and it is kind of weird how they structure uh, their sentences. So, yeah, and speaking yeah, speaking of which, uh, since you're uh, talking about uh, learning some Japanese, I know I've gone through the whole Rosetta Stone. I've done a little bit of uh, Duolingo. I've got a uh, a few books, uh, like workbooks, coming in uh, sometime this week, just to kind of do a little bit more learning and then act the actual writing and all that stuff too. So hopefully, yeah, like, do a little I, bit of that. Before I even got the Rosetta Stone for my wife for Christmas here about six years ago, I picked up with. Oh, yeah, I do have it up here still. You can't really see it, but um, I have this audio series with some workbooks and stuff where it not only taught, uh, teaches you how to speak, but to read and write. And then obviously I got Rosetta Stone, and then I picked up a few books, too, on how to read and write it as well, including, uh, you know, kanji, the, you know, the katakana and hiragana. Um, I just... Actually, what, about a week and a half ago, bought some uh, flashcards. I also have a, a Japanese dictionary as well. Um, but I, I even bookmarked a site where it kind of tells you how you should study it, and then it gives you other uh, resources such as podcasts and websites and and, and things too to kind of help you out with your learning. <laughs> but um, getting back, back to Common Writer here, uh, if anybody uh, remembers the last time we discussed Common Rider, you would remember that uh, I am a huge fan of the Grim Reaper Chameleon, uh, Shocker, Henchman. Um, I, I just love this character. I think he, he turns out to be rather competent and just kind of a cool character in terms of not just how he looks, but his abilities as well. Um, and I gave his first episode an plus I, I considered it to be uh, at this point one of the better episodes within the common writer series and so uh, we had our first sort of continuation of a shocker general as i like to call him and uh, uh here we are we had learned last time that shocker is somehow associated with the third reich and uh we're finding out more that there was kind of the secret box that uh, Hitler had sent to Japan, and only this other guy uh, who was kidnapped in the last episode, uh, Sunada, I think was his name, uh, he somehow was the only person that knew of it. He was on the submarine that carried this box to Japan because what Hitler had planned to do, according to Sunada, was he was going to somehow flee Germany and, and reestablish the Third Reich in Japan. Which, historically, to my knowledge, is not true. But regardless, I think it's a cool plot point, uh, anyways. Uh, um, because in in some shape and form, the Japanese and Nazis kind of were tied together to some degree. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we get this 
get this episode where it's about this mysterious box and sadly to kind of jump towards the end uh we never find out what is in this box because this box was hidden in a nazi coffin like buried in the spot they were saying that first of all they needed a map they got this map from takashi earlier in the show in the episode i should say and they were mm-hmm. you they needed this special map to find the location of this box and the box is buried in a coffin and what is marking this spot is a cross yeah, it's like and they made yeah, it's it like a cross like, yeah cross out of mill nowhere well and it's like oh, why hasn't someone else like grave robbers or just someone who just is sick and twisted maybe wanted to dig up someone and steal like any jewelry or belongings like th- they made it seem like it was so mysterious and difficult to find this and it's like it's right there this white cross that's like maybe four feet tall but then too what we find out is we never find out what is in that box because common writer said he destroyed the um the the what was in it because it was too dangerous for anyone to mess with yeah and uh one of the things too is that for whatever reason you know, towards the end here when they uh both the uh, chameleon and this uh, Nazi professor, you know, dig uh, in this spot and then uh, bring out the casket and then open it. Somehow, uh, Kamen Rider was already in it. So I'm just like, okay, so maybe like a couple uh, sequences or so ago, we see him, you know, falling off from that one tower at the, uh, the old World's Fair there when he was hongo you know sort of i think he was paralyzed by this uh some sort of uh paralyzing mesh or something falls off but then he uh uh luckily transforms into common rider to avoid you know <laughs> being complete he, he, as he's falling <laughs> on, onto the ground in fact yeah in previous episode <laughs> and then uh uh yeah, for, for whatever reason, I'm not sure how he manages to get into that coffin, well, as well as the uh, uh, disposing of the secrets when he told his chame- chameleon before defeating him. And then he gets himself into the coffin, not sure how he manages to get <laughs> into the ground and then buries buries it without no without any footprint whatsoever of it actually being there, but with like all the, uh, the prairie grass and stuff kind of on top of the whole, uh, area where the, uh, the casket was buried under. Yeah. I mean, that to me is a problem too, but I'm, even though as stupid as it is, I'm willing to go with that because in my opinion, the, plot of this whole story this two episode story that they have is so interesting that i kind of want to just learn more about what's going on here and i'm willing to give something because we always talk about this we're like yeah we're gonna nitpick on this podcast because we feel like on some level that's what we 
need to do in order to kind of let people know what they're getting themselves into. But a lot of times too, we mm-hmm. just kind of, we'll mention it, but kind of let it go and not necessarily affect how we, uh, you know, view a movie or a show or what have you. But I, for me, I, it didn't bother me as much as it did you. But like I said, the thing that bugged me the most is because this was such a huge plan to not just like what was it 16 20 some odd like 20 some odd years or whatever after at the after the end of the war that hitler before you know he ended up killing himself was going to rebuild the third reich in japan and now shocker which i'm assuming are remnants of that third reich they're wanting this document or, or whatever was in this box um to maybe rebuild the third reich themselves um but we never find out. And mm. to me, you, they did such an incredible job of bringing in an interesting story um, that had me hooked. Because I, if you remember when we first started this retrospective, I was telling you, you know, the, the little bird or eagle that they had where the shocker, head shocker uh, individual is talking through, I'm like, that yeah. reminds me of like Nazi symbolism. And we're finding out that that's probably what it is. These guys are probably remnants of the Nazis. And so they were going there and they had this incredible story built up. And it's like, oh, like Nazis, you know, we're getting the Nazis trying to come back. But then on top of that, too, there's a secret box with whatever it is in it that's supposed to really help Shocker finally build like an army or whatever and get followers and all that to take over the mm-hmm. world. And we never find out, you know, they raise the stakes. Like the stakes are very high that if they get to this container, whatever is in it is going to ultimately like give them the upper hand mightily. Yeah. But then we never find out what's in it. Mm-hmm. We, the audience, are never shown nor told what was in it. And to me, that's. <laughs> You know, it's almost the equivalent of doing something like wa- watching Rocky Four. You know, Rocky and Drago are going to duke it out at the end of the movie. But then what they do is they don't show you the fight, and then they cut to the end where, like, maybe Rocky's heading back to the locker room, and there's talk of them saying like he won or whatever. Like, they don't show you what you really came to see, and uh, you know. I, that's what ticks me off the most about what they did here with this particular episode because they raised the stakes so much because this was going to be something that was going to put like really help Shocker and we never find out. Like I'm okay with Common Rider destroying it, but it would have been nice to see it or what have you. Maybe there'd be a big tussle where the stakes are raised even a little bit more like in the final fight, but then Shocker, I mean, uh, Common Rider ultimately pulls through in the fight, maybe takes whatever contents were in there back from Chameleon and then destroys it, you know, because that would be the way to do it. And uh, and then also right at the end of the uh, the episode here, where uh, Hongo goes out to walk, and, you know, Ruriko is asking where where is where is Ruriko? Uh, my bad, Hongo. Where is Hongo? <laughs> and everything. But then we see uh, Hongo walking outside, and then he comes by the like these two puppies and everything, and I'm just like. Is is there really 
a point to this? Is is there like? I'm glad you brought that up because I brought it up too. Is there some kind of like some be, uh, behind meeting, some sort of um, thing to this, or I'm so, maybe sort of uh, thinking a little bit too hard at this, and maybe it's just some sort of uh, random thing added to uh, the episode. I wrote that in my notes too because I'm like, there's. Th- there's no point in just showing him just randomly finding these two puppies. And the only thing I could think of, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but I think there might be. I think I might know where you're going. (laughs) Is that they're basically saying, look, this guy's a good guy. He's your hero of the series because guess what? He will take the puppies and take care of them instead of kicking them. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's a little bit different than where you're going. That, that to me is what they're doing here is that even though we already know this guy is the hero, like you don't need to mm-hmm. convince us that he's the hero. But my thinking is that, oh, not only maybe did they need to um, – fill in an extra minute or two for runtime, which they could have done more of the final battle and done more, by the way, with the story, uh, like with the contents of the box, if if that was a problem. But that's the only thing I can think of. It's like, you know, this guy's our good guy because he will take the puppies, he'll pet them and laugh. And that, and because he doesn't kick them, you know, he's the hero. (laughs) I thought, I thought you were sort of going, going up the wayside saying like uh oh these these puppies were the the actual secret to like the whole uh nazi treasure or something like that that never came to mind how could you those dogs would have been buried for 20 some odd years those dogs would have died they probably either would have died of asphyxiation or starvation like, i i was that's sort of the thing I was going at. Is like, am I am I missing something? Am I confused? Is this what they're trying to get at for some? Reason? I could just see it where you and I, like, if you and I were in the same room watching this episode for the first time, I could see you like when the episode concluded. Are these puppies the secret to the third? <laughs> And I'd be like, no, dude, I mean, the that's, puppies that's would have died a long was, time ago. That's sort of what it was pointing as. Like, oh, uh, like, uh, Hongo was uh, sort of looking after these uh, puppies that, he, <laughs> like, that were in this casket or something. Spoiler alert, the puppies never come back. So who knows? <laughs> Maybe he did kick them right off a cliff or something. I don't know. But we don't know. We never see them again. By the way, too, um, couple of other funny things and then i got a question for you the funny thing is that the final fight is poorly choreographed there are several moments where he stabs guys and you can clearly see like he puts the sword underneath like one of their arms yeah i've, I've seen that i think in uh one of the past episodes i think it, it was between him and scorpion man where he uh stabbed one of the minions you you can also see it from there too I guess I missed that one. But then two, okay. How how the hell did he kill Chameleon? Because he does the writer chop and then a mirror-breaking effect takes place. And then it's a quick jump cut to Sonata being reunited with his daughter at, what, maybe her birthday or whatever it is. But, um, like, what the hell happened? I, I have no clue as to what happened. 
it 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 just happened. He does his rider kick or chop, and then he's gone. <laughs> and see, here's the thing. Here's what movies over the last 20, 30 years have taught me. And I've heard this on other podcasts as well where they discuss movies. They say if you don't see a body, you always have to assume they're still alive. I didn't see a chameleon body. I'm assuming he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he probably is. But again, I'm going kind of with this whole notion of, okay, if you don't see a body, you have to assume they're still alive. I would at least have to say that uh, the final episode, episode nine, um, we do sort of get to uh, see that and then the preview for the next episode. That episode nine is something else we'll get to that <laughs> but this was something then, else too like yeah and then i want to ask you uh what did you think of uh the rider death pit version two in this one compared rider to death? oh yeah right at the very beginning of the episode compared to uh was it episode five i believe this one he... was dull i mean you know <laughs> like this look the other one was really stupid because i think that's the one where we lost the cheese from our cracker on was you know we were talking <laughs> about that's, how that's, like that's a weird way to put it <laughs> well I, i'm trying to put it nicely without using a bunch of swear words but like i think that's the episode isn't it where you and i just lost our spadoinkles and we're like he turns yeah. into common rider because wind from the blast the bomb <laughs> yeah. like turns the turbine on his belt that then turns him into common rider within half a second or less before the explosion actually gets to hit i don't want to recap all that because <laughs> it's a lot but that was it was so stupid that at the same time I loved it again. Like, <laughs> it's just, uh, but this one was dull because, uh, you know, again, he's just trying to hold off and then basic, basically is saying, well, if you kill me, you don't know where this map is. Yeah. So, it, well, it was, and then, and then the other thing too, is that, um, you know, when they open or, both chameleon and then uh the nazi professor realized that this uh iron box that they had was uh nothing but a fake and then it's like oh let's uh uh release uh common rider from this pit and we'll interrogate him well that was sort of a dumb idea <laughs> where he just basically you know punches the you know, shocker minions in the face and all that stuff, and then escapes. <laughs> well, here's Al the along with uh, uh, Yumi's uh, dad. There, I wrote it in one of the episodes we're going to discuss here. I don't know. I can't remember if it was the next one or the last one, but I'm just going to bring it up here. Um, shocker, in in some ways, is a pretty terrible organization because Hongo well, I mean, finds them all the time. I mean, that's not really. He's able to get in without trouble. I mean, I'm not really surprised at this point with all these uh, tokusatsu shows where the the main antagonists are usually sort of dumb in certain ways. Well, yeah. I mean, he just waltzes in there. They don't have guards. Um, they don't change up location of hideouts. They don't have traps. You know, there there's nothing. He just waltzes in every single time. Every time he's like... And even Tachibana in, right uh, in the next episode, he just... Sort of basically waltzes right in, although he yeah. was uh, manhandled by the uh, the minions there of uh, Shocker. 
Yeah, but then and he I just you know, easily thing. he just easily frees himself and all that. But we'll we'll talk about that here in a, a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this whole uh, like grouping of episodes are really um, unique. I guess that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I mean, the final battle in and of itself was kind of fun to watch, despite some of the bad choreography. The funny uh, chameleon tongue effect through like an empty chameleon mask was kind of goofy, but interesting. But, you know, I mean, I- I'm kind of more disappointed by this episode because the last one was so good and it built up to something so spectacular and the payoff just isn't there yeah so, i mean i guess we could even go into final thoughts really if if you're ready for that yeah i, I mean you, you sort of uh hit the nail there that uh with the previous episode being really good and building up to something you know you, know, you actually had a story or a plot device where it had, you know, specific, you know, significant meaning for it. And then there's a, a lot of things on the line for that matter. And episode seven, it was still built enough on that, but just towards the end, like what we've discussed that we never get to know what this uh, hidden Nazi secret is. And then uh, mysteriously, uh, Chameleon gets defeated Bates, Bates, uh, practically off screen and everything. But uh, yeah, the story was really good up and towards, I would say, the last uh, few minutes of the episode and just sort of mysterious things happen and we just... And then a weird thing right at the very end with Hago, uh, with the two uh, pups there, and it's just and the weird jump cut too. Yeah, it's just uh, really weird. So um, I would give uh, episode seven of Common Writer uh, a B plus. All right, so uh, here are my final thoughts. The plot point of Shocker looking for this mysterious box that contains the content for Hitler to rebuild his Third Reich in Japan was a very interesting plot point that I do wish the episode would have expanded upon. And I'm talking slower because we've had issues, I guess, where because of Restream, it cuts me out sometimes when I do my final thoughts. Much of the episode, of course, is looking for the box, and when it is found, Common Rider has already disposed of the contents, leaving the audience oblivious as to what was actually in the box. The final battle was entertaining, but very poorly choreographed. There are a number of moments where Kamen Rider stabs Shocker henchmen. You can see clear as day that the sword goes under one of their arms. There are a couple moments, too, where Rider punches Chameleon, and he ends up missing by six inches or more. Also, how the heck did Rider dispose of Chameleon? He performs the Rider chop, and then something resembling a broken mirror shatters, and the episode quickly jumps to Yumi's birthday party near the end. Also, Takeshi happening upon two random puppies and taking them is really random and an old trope of showing that he is indeed the hero of the series. It's pretty silly. The episode is not as good as the last one and had potential to be better. Instead, the writers chose to make the story 
Adam McGuffin and the production team put together a fairly sloppy end fight scene with plenty of human skin showing from the chameleon costume. Still fun, but quite a letdown, and I gave it a B. And, all right, moving on to episode eight, titled Strangeness, Be Woman. And for me, the creepy wasp woman. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that this um, trio of common Rider episodes is maybe, hopefully, kind of the last batch that we get where uh, there's just... I don't know what I would describe it as. Um, yeah, this, this, this one is... <laughs> yeah, this one is... This one was a bit odd... Uh, to me, uh, to say the least, you know, you had right at the very beginning of this episode, you had this father along with his uh, daughter there in this apartment, and his daughter accidentally steps on his uh, glasses, and then uh, they go in. He buys a new pair, and uh, apparently, when people go to buy glasses or sunglasses, that uh, these. Uh, lenses uh get uh basically control your mind you kind of see these blinking things on like the part of your frames towards the back here and uh you see this uh wasp woman or bee woman which whichever you go with uh here i'm just gonna go with wasp woman here uh that you see her appear within like the glass lens there and then they uh you know just walk randomly right up to this abandoned uh building here where they uh, have all these people captured uh, due to these uh, uh glasses controlling their mind and then forcing them to walk to this abandoned uh building and then like for for whatever reason that uh they have them go through toxic gas to see who survives <laughs> in order to become their minion. I mean, you would think, you know, when, when you say toxic gas, I mean, you're going to know that I would say 99.999% chance that everyone <laughs> who gets into the, like, get, you know, inhales some kind of toxic gas would probably die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, this is a very strange episode, and first and foremost, I'm very excited because we get our first female Shocker villain, and there's Mm -hmm. a part of me that believes maybe the people making this series were a bit misogynist because B-Woman, as I'm going to call her, uh, turns out to end up being more or less a sissy type of villain um there is a sequence where hongo waltzes in to her hideout and just in his human form even though i know he's a cyborg but he's not in his common rider gear he takes her on and momentarily defeats her and leaves her sort of incapacitated long enough for him to escape uh along with i think some of the 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 people that they were trying to gas Mm -hmm. um and the final fight between her and Kamen Rider, 
um, is not as interesting because it's short for starters. And second of all, they, they make her out to be just not good, really. Um, like you were saying, one of the things that makes no sense to me is that, okay, they put these uh, glasses from an undercover shocker henchman. Uh, um, was it, uh, it is an eye doctor called an obstetrician? Is that, is that what they're called? I think so. I'm just going to say that that is. If, I, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, and, I'm, and I could be. But um, anyways, they put these glasses on people, which put them under the control of Shocker. And then they're like, okay, well, the strong – you know, first of all, she says, all of you people are weak. I'm going to poison you with toxic gas. Whoever lives will turn out to be Shocker henchmen. And I thought to myself, then isn't it the problem – of the individuals handing out the sunglasses that maybe they should have made a judgment call and been yeah. like, okay, this person isn't worth it. I'll just give them regular glasses instead of these yeah. mind control <laughs> glasses instead of doing it. But then, okay, even forget that part, even forget the fact that this boob doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fact that you think some people will survive being gassed makes you stupid okay that's just like i am going to have you all drink ddt and whichever one of you lives you're gonna end up being my new teenage mutant ninja turtle henchman or something like Like, you know something like that like something like that but it's like okay do you honestly believe anyone who drinks ddt is going to survive that like it's just not going to happen and another dumb thing um uh at one point, um, I think it's during when Hongo is trying to help the people being gassed escape. Uh, B Woman has this stinger uh, syringe, sword or something. Uh, but it's like a, it's like a, it's like a supposed to be a bee stinger that she like throws at him or something like that. Um, and she was saying, "This here will complete your transformation into a cyborg." And I'm like, no, it won't, because in order to be a cyborg, you need to be operated on. You need yeah. to physically cut open the person, remove certain things, replace them with mechanical components, and that's how you do it. You don't just like what we've seen in shot. the first episode with Hongo when he and was captured. In this, it's either in this episode or the next episode. They capture him again. Yeah, it was it was next episode. Yeah, when I mentioned earlier, I thought it was going to be this episode. No, it's uh, the episode after this. Yeah, even there, they're like, we're going to. Con- I think they're in the next episode when they capture him. They're saying we're going to reprogram your mind so you'll actually yeah. follow us. And that's and that's when uh, Tachibana just, you know, just easily waltz right in. Or we're going to get to that. That episode yeah. is some knock and futs. <laughs> um, but even there, the 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 series is already tripping over itself because all. It, even before this B Woman episode, they were always trying to recapture him and re and, and finish the surgery. Mm-hmm. But in this particular episode, they're saying, "No, I'm going to give you a shot, and then that's going to complete this transformation." She does end up injecting him, but then he breaks like some glass in his hands, so he can bleed all the 
stuff out. And I'm yeah, like, sort of like an antidote sort of thing. I mean, you would think right. you just you just have kind of like uh, one of those insulin type of uh, shots yourself, and then just you know inject yourself like this instead of just you know having some sort of uh, little ball thing and then crushing crushing it with your hand while bleeding your hand. <laughs> Well, two things. First of all, he shouldn't have anything like that to begin with because, again, you cannot turn into a cyborg through a shot. Second of all, I thought it was just some random glass he had and I, he broke I, it to cut himself so he could bleed out. Like I sort of thought the same thing uh, too with that, but then uh, oh, I had I had something in my mind, but now it's starting to to leave me at the moment. <laughs> oh, shocker's getting to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's my glasses frames are starting yeah. to show me. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, here, get closer. Is there? Do I see blinking? Uh oh. Uh oh, spaghettios. Uh oh, spaghettios. Yeah, yeah, Now I completely forgot what I was going to say. But by the way, the. The title of the episode on my end, Strangeness, is very appropriate for this episode. This is some now, great now, stuff. Now I remember what I was going to mention about – it's like, you know, uh, with with them as far as uh, the Wasp Woman saying, oh, this uh, syringe, whatever that she had, will complete your cyborg trans, uh, transformation. And, like, how would – and then at that point, how would Hongo have some kind of antidote to negate that uh, sort of thing? Like, how would he know the the final thing to complete his cyborg transformation? Again, um, look, I, I'm not looking for stellar writing, but I'm looking for not just consistency, but also um, just – not so dumb ideas like i mean okay i guess maybe i could go with a shot that turns you into a cyborg if the series coming out of the gate had established that even though it's really dumb but if this was a series that set up certain rules in its own universe to where that could happen then sure i would go along with it but those weren't rules that they set up because they even were like okay you're gonna be a cyborg you have to be operated on and um i gotta get to one of the goofiest parts it's the end fight with b woman and common rider question jason did in some shots b woman look a little different i think you probably know uh I think I probably know where you're going, growing at. Probably, and you probably, I wanna, I wanna and you probably you know. saw a certain a certain area. <laughs> yes. So this, you're so. you're kind of going first and foremost, uh, several things actually. Uh, it's very obvious that B Woman is not being played by the same actress in some of these fight scenes. Whether again, whether or not misogyny played a role in this, I don't know. I have a hard time believing they couldn't find some female um, martial artists or stunt. Uh, well, they people. probably didn't have any at the time, so I mean, it, it's yeah, I mean, I don't know, but it's very clear in some of the shots, which are farther away shots. B woman is being portrayed by a dude. First and foremost, no boobs. Okay, no boobs. Second of all, the hips are slim, not wide. Thirdly, 
there's a penis bulge in <laughs> the pants at the pants and then, party. <laughs> and then the other the other thing was when uh, Kamen Rider was fighting the henchmen there. Do you ever notice uh, sort of the uh, the voice layover uh, for some of the so. henchmen? Yeah, it it sounded more like a a female <laughs> voiceover uh, on. The henchmen when they when they tumbled down the hillside there uh again are and the, then uh getting beaten up by a common writer again stuff. are the Even people with the wasp woman nowhere to be seen up until uh the final bout between the two again uh, uh, you know are the people making this series try are, are they trying to say that women are incompetent and stupid and can't do things right because that, to me, is kind of a message that they are potentially sending with well, this Well, I mean, episode. it's, it's like, sort of basically the same thing with all the other uh, Kamen Rider uh, But this is our first villains. female villain we've had. But it's like, still the same formula. <laughs> not necessarily. We haven't seen anything like this in the series up until now. I mean, I, I have not seen a woman be portrayed by a man yet <laughs> up until now in this series. <laughs> But I mean, as far but as far as the formula like the formula of one-off villains for the common writer episodes I mean it's nothing new no but see that's not my problem my problem is that they made this particular one-off villain who just happens to be a woman they made her out to be weak because again, Hongo temporarily, just in his human form, took her out earlier in the episode, and then they had a very short end fight between her and Kamen Rider, and in some of those sequences, again, the, the, the far shots, this character is being portrayed by a man, and she's quickly disposed of, and... They, they make her out to be dumb, too, and I don't know if they knew they were being dumb, but her whole plan of, I'm going to gas you, and anybody who survives is going to be a new shocker henchman, and I'm going to give you a shot that's going to finish off the, your, your transformation of turning into a cyborg. It's all dumb, and it's all being done by a female shocker general. And I just – I really do wonder if this was intentional because I was so excited because like I said, first off, we got our first female villain and we got it you know, like a B because I'm like, OK, a B character. There's a lot you could do with that, and they don't even capitalize on the fact that this is a B villain in which you could do all sorts of things with stingers and, and other things that bees and stuff can do. They they completely they they didn't care or whatever like it just this was it was an interesting episode but I would argue probably the worst so far um, because again there's just a lot of stupidity running through this episode the writing's terrible um, the fighting isn't all that interesting. And again, I think there could be some misogynistic 
undertones here. I mean, it's just, I, I can't help but to look at this episode and being like, you squandered an incredible opportunity here. And it's just, it, it's a bad episode. Well, I'm just not going to quite get into that sort of specific thing. Cause I mean, it's, it's a product of its time and everything. Yeah, I know, but, but that doesn't make it right though, either. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, should we just uh, sort of round up uh, this particular I wanna episode? I want to get to, uh, yeah, this final episode in which I could not believe they were doing some of the things they did in that final episode here. Um, you want me to go first with the final thoughts? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? This is unequivocally the most ridiculous of the Common Rider episodes thus far. There are several up-close shots of people wearing glasses where you clearly see the camera crew. B-Woman's plot to gas people, assuming some will live to be turned into new shocker generals, is straight up dumb. If they are so concerned about weak people, then why not give the glasses to people who they deem to be worthy? Hongo's receiving an injection to make him fully cyborg makes no sense either. <laughs> to make one a cyborg, actual operating needs to take place. So injection isn't going to accomplish that. Shocker's ability to have secret hideouts out here is where I have it uh where people don't waltz in and like pongo seems to do, do seems to do nearly every episode is making them look incompetent it was also clear during some of the long shots that a man was actually playing as b woman while i wouldn't expect anything less than silliness from a show like common writer there are moments such as much of the episode where the silliness ends up being stupidity and a liability there was so much more they could have done with a b type villain and they simply wasted it i gave it a d minus wow um so so yeah as far as this one goes it's 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 a bit in a of an odd episode uh here and there and i mean it's just it's just a one-off but uh yeah as far as some of the reasonings and capturing uh some of these uh controlled people including Ruriko uh, at the at that point uh, too where they uh, walk to this bane and building then one of the reasons is just you know gas them to see who, whoever survives so that they can be the, uh, the next uh, shocker henchman there which is a bit of a uh, sort of an odd um, thing to do when they uh had the ability to just capture people and and it's gone and it's the same deal with hongo and uh one of his uh, friends in their early uh parts of the series uh like a couple or so episodes ago where they just capture uh people and turn them into cyborgs uh that way i don't know the reason why they're sort of doing it uh this way uh maybe just some sort of experiment. So there's some um, odd things uh, and things that just don't quite make sense. And yeah, it's just one of those uh, oddities within the series itself, a one-off, the usual one-off thing. So um, with episode eight, I probably would get, I would give this one um, a B minus. Wow, you're 
you're you're more kind to it than uh, than I am. All right, let's get into this final episode, which um, is 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 going to be fun. Titled "The Terrifying Cobra Man," or for me, "The Monstrous Cobra Man," which. In- Interestingly enough, he's not very monstrous, uh, which we will talk about here in a second. <laughs> uh, again, and, uh, I want to reiterate how much I love Chameleon Man. Uh, a Cobra Man, you know, I think, I think he's going to give Chameleon Man a run for his money. I like the look of this villain. Uh, mm. um, he's got some interesting powers, but at the same time, at least in this episode, because he will return for uh, the next episode when we do that, that block of episodes here in, in like another month. Uh, he's kind of weekend and kind of comes off as a whiner because what ends up happening at the beginning of this episode is the head individual at Shocker has someone make these fangs, these snake-like fangs for Cobra Man, and, and he, he inserts them. And what's supposed to happen is that I think as he bites down or something, it's supposed to create this gas in one of his arms, similar to what we've seen in, in characters like Scorpion Man, and I think even Mantis Man, maybe even one or two other villains. He's got an arm that is very characteristic of the type of creature he is. So uh, his right arm is an actual snake. It's a snake head. At the end, he can also stretch out his arm uh, long distances like a snake and like choke people yeah. or what have you. But when he bites down on these fangs or whatever, it's supposed to create a deadly gas that comes out of this uh, right snake arm. And mm-hmm. um, the plot initially, starting off with this episode, was that Shocker wants to steal all the gold reserves in all the countries that have them in the world. Yeah. And during their first heist, Cobra Man and his goons are stopped by German Shepherd. Uh, Cobra Man looks like a complete puss. He somehow loses his fangs, and then the rest of the episode ends up being about Cobra Man. Instead of going around trying to rob uh, gold reserves, is looking for his lo- Lost fangs. Mm-hmm. It turns out to be a lost and found episode, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it because I'm like, again, it's sort of like the Chameleon Man two-part episode where it's like, okay, you're giving me something that sounds interesting, but then the payoff is not there. But it's even worse here because what they end up doing is saying, oh, okay, we're going to steal gold reserves. They abandon that within the first five or so minutes of the episode after he completely fails at his first heist. Uh, um, it's just like, where are my fangs? All right, like, he just turns out to be an old grump the entire episode because he's harassing this kid and his dad about my, my fangs were, you know, right there. What'd you do with them? And there's a weird jump cut early in this episode, too, where you have the heist. It goes down. Cobra Man and his henchmen uh, uh, 
you know, cease the, the heist and, and retreat. And we find out that, like, the fangs are somehow missing. Spoiler alert, we find out that they were on top of this German shepherd's grave all along. But speaking of the German shepherd, he mysteriously and very abruptly dies. Yeah, I was. that was the one thing I wanted to point out is that, you know, we, we do get to see the, like, the fangs getting dropped within that uh, uh, safe area where he was about to uh, rob uh, the gold reserves and everything there. And then we see the German shepherd come in and, uh, uh, and then have uh Koperman es- escape. And, and after that, it's like, I don't remember uh, Cobra, Cobra Man like uses uh, one arm with the snake head and then biting a dog, uh, German Shepherd, and it just seemed like you know German Shepherd looked fine and everything. And then mysteriously, we we hear that uh, this one little boy from uh, the security guard when uh, Cobra Man interrogates him, and when he sees his room ransacked. Ransacked uh, there, and he's saying that uh, the German Shepherd uh, is getting buried by his uh, son there, and I'm just like, when did this come from? Right. There was nothing, nothing indicating that there was anything wrong with the dog. It didn't look like Cobra Man did anything to it. The dog didn't no. look old. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I don't know. And the it's dog looked perfectly fine. And do you remember? The, the name that they gave that dog? dog? Dummy. <laughs> Dummy. Okay, these are terrible dog guardians. Why would you name your pet Dummy? Why would you do that? This dog was actually pretty smart. He stopped a shocker general. Although one could argue maybe Cobra Man is not as good as we think he should be. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, guess we technically should say he was because the dog went after Cobra Man while he still had his fangs for a moment. Mm-hmm. But like, what? And, the, and then at the very end of this, you know, when when we get to see Common Rider uh, defeat um, Cobra Man and everything, uh, I I think he did explode, if I remember correctly. I think uh, Cobra Man uh, just exploded and all that when he gets defeated, and. Uh, Hongo lays the flowers on the uh, the German Shepherd's uh, grave there, and he picks up the fane where the fane was just sitting atop of uh, the German Shepherd's uh, grave there. And and the one thing is that you know you had Cobra Man and the Shocker Henchman go over to where this young boy was, where he was at his grave kidnapping him and all that in the middle of the, the episode. He, he should have had the time to look around the grave and to see <laughs> the the fangs right there, right next to that uh, cross. I mean, this whole block of episodes as we've talked about is just one, one mess of crazy after another because – I want to get to this one thing right now that I 
I laughed at because I do think it's funny in my own sick and twisted mind, but I couldn't believe they were actually doing it again in a kid's show where uh, for the final confrontation, Common Rider follows Cobra Man to Cobra Man's like current hideout where he's about ready to roast this kid in some red pool of whatever. And he Cobra Man says he's got a landmine area made out and I just knew exactly what was going to happen but I'm like no they wouldn't do that but they did where Common Rider takes several of the henchmen uh, like tosses them around they just so happen to land on these landmines and kaboom and then he even <laughs> disposes of Cobra Man like they're fighting on this platform and then he like throws Cobra Man off of it and kaboom yeah. <laughs> up. I'm just like, oh, no way. <laughs> they went there. I just couldn't believe that what they were doing. It's just like, okay, we're going to make this kind of R-rated. We're going to have people. And, of course, it's always the dumb villains who are going to miraculously happen to land on the one of these landmines and go kaboom. It just well, was, and, and, when they, and when they say that uh, – uh, they have uh, landmines everywhere around their uh, secret bases. It's sort of telling, like the story is sort of telling you that something's going to probably happen. It's foreshadowing <laughs> yeah. is what it's doing. It's telling you something's going to go down. And I'm like, well, because this not only is a kid's show, supposedly, but it's like I know Common Rider is the hero. This isn't the last episode. So I know Common Rider is not going to die or anything. Oh, these villains are going to either be stupid and step on them, or the show is actually going to show Common Rider throwing them on these landmines, brutally murdering them, which is mm. exactly what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and again, and- more bad fight choreography. I mean, again, this whole block of episodes, the fight choreography, while still entertaining enough, just just isn't good. Yeah, and then I just wanted to touch upon this uh, now, and I know you probably uh, probably had some thoughts about it too. Is when uh, Kamen Rider gets uh, captured and then uh, put uh, into the. Uh, the same uh, sort of table to complete the transformation uh, there. And all of a sudden you had uh, Tachibana just come waltzing in. Oh, yeah. And everything. So. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then, I he forgot gets, about that. He, and then he gets his, uh, like, he uh, beats the crap out of, like, the henchmen and everything. Yeah, it makes the shocker henchman once again look incompetent because here's this everyday guy who is supposed to be a, a motorcycle coach for Hongo starting off this series. He somehow finds the shocker hideout. Um, although I guess they got a tracker in him. Isn't this the episode where they have like a neck necklace where the, the charm or whatever is like a bullet or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was this good luck charm that uh, Ruriko uh, gave uh, Hongo there and put it on around his neck. And then, of course, yeah, you had that uh, compass uh, sort but of here's the thing. thing. Because as villains, you would want a secret hideout or some hideout that is heavily guarded or armed or something. Shocker, the way it seems to me, is trying to actually hide. And so even if they could track Hongo, like 
um, you know, like a map or, or something you're following, uh, you know, you realize, okay, well, something's supposed to be here. Where is it? And maybe it's underground, but then the entrance should be well hidden enough that you still shouldn't be able to find it if you're doing it correctly, which again, mm-hmm. Shocker isn't because he's able to find it yeah. and have no problems coming coming right in. And mm-hmm. somehow he's a good enough fighter who misses all of his kicks by a mile and slows him down too, if you notice that, when he gets close enough to the person's body as well. Common Rider even does it yeah, too. I mean, it's it's a kid's show, so... <laughs> I know, but it's just... It's stuff like that that I can sort of... Tickle in my throat. Um, it's it's it it's not something that bothers me a whole lot, but if I see it enough, it begins to bother me more, and I will start dinging episodes a little bit for for stuff like that. If I continue to see it, no, I'm seeing enough of it that I, I can no longer go with it. No more soup for you. Um, don't, don't be so, a hypocrite now. <laughs> no, I'm, I, no, my philosophy has always been I'm willing to go with you unless you either completely go off the rails or if you continue to show some of the same bad stuff over and over again without attempting to fix some of it and they aren't attempting to fix any of it because like i like i just said a moment ago this whole block of episodes for some reason the choreography has not been very good Mm -hmm. and it's very disappointing because this whole series the first six episodes yeah it wasn't always great but it was better and here we got a block of episodes where it's downright awful. <laughs> I just well, well, and, and we started off or left off with a really good episode in episode six, where you actually had something. Yeah. And episode seven started out like that, but then in the last few minutes, something sort of happened, and I think it's sort of down uh, treaded into the uh, the next two episodes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I understand sometimes when you have a TV series, especially one that spans for as many episodes, if not longer, like Common Rider, 90 some odd episodes. Yeah, you're going to have some individual episodes that aren't always good, and you may even have stretches where – Mm-hmm. Not everything is is good because that's what happens after a while sometimes. Like maybe there and, could be a, a stretch of episodes in Comic Rider to where it almost would feel like, oh, God, do we get in the Ultra 7 territory now? <laughs> this in some ways, I will say this in terms of quality control, Common Rider is awful compared to Ultra 7. However, Common Rider, I think, is more enjoyable to watch than Ultra 7. I will say that. <laughs> I would rather watch Common Rider many more times than Ultra 7, despite the fact Common Rider doesn't do a good job of hiding their actors, you know, skin and, you know, the quality of some of the costumes is pretty questionable and at times, too. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I just hope that maybe 
this is the last we're seeing of it. It's going to be interesting because, like we had said earlier, Cobra Man is coming back somehow after yeah. being blown up uh, in the next Spoiler episode. alerts. <laughs> in the previews, he comes I want to see how they bring him back. To me, that's probably the more interesting aspect of that story, and I bet it's something so ludicrous that I don't think you I, and I could even come up with a... <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting that we're not going to get anything in that he just appears without any backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Like send Cobra man and boom, like the camera, you know, zooms in on him and he's right there. Like, yeah. Like we're going to take the Luna pieces of Cobra man. Yeah. Without, without into this, uh, magical machine that we put them all together and, abracadabra like yes i'm i'm predicting that there's not going to be a backstory is like oh we we, no uh, i i liked cobra man out the like the previous incarnations of other villains and yeah (laughs) well and that's the thing like i i you know i'm complaining that we're probably not going to get a good reason but at the same time i don't expect a good reason because i know what this show is a kid show <laughs> well not just that but this is one of those kids shows where it doesn't it doesn't give two shits what you think i mean it, and what your it's, expectations it's like, it's are like like, i mean it, it knows what it's doing but it just gives no shit whatsoever yeah i know and on some level i like that i like the fact that it's telling me hey go screw go yourself because you're not gonna get that like yeah. th- there's there's a part of me that enjoys that because like we talked about with ultra seven we were like okay you tried something serious and most of that uh series was serious in its approach and we were saying this just isn't working go back to being like Ultraman, being your silly hokey self and just accept that you are who you are you are a goofy superhero that fights aliens and monsters like just accept it and embrace it it. and this is accepting it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) even though at times this one is headache inducing because of some of the things it pulls but at the same time i'm always reminding myself well this show told you pretty early on we know we're crazy and we're not going to try to make any sense out of a lot of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then to, uh, like with these uh, last two episodes, it seems, it seems like it's kind of going at some sort of crisis, like, uh, what ultra seven was, uh, experiencing as far as trying to find an identity uh, at the point. To me, it no. seemed like it was, in, in my opinion, it seems like it was trying to uh, be serious in a way, but then like it just ends up in, in sort of a weird uh, outcome uh, here and there. I disagree with you. I think Common Rider is not having an identity crisis like Ultra 7 has. Common Rider knows what it is. It's just that – it's just that the execution, like, again, going beating this thing like a dead horse, like the choreography is bad. That can easily be fixed. Um, and some of the ideas, like the whole beam woman and the gassing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's very stupid. And in fact, it's so stupid that the series had – well, I guess you could argue that maybe the bomb that turns Hongo into Kamen Rider <laughs> is maybe just as, if not more, stupid than that. Um, you know what? 
screw it. That is on par for what this series is about. (laughs) And this series is like, you know what? We're going to keep doing this stuff. It knows what it is, even though, yes, it's head-scratchingly dumb at times, but we've seen enough of it before that, you know, it's like, what else do you expect from it? Because we're 1970s common Rider, folks. We don't care about this. We're just going to do whatever the hell we want. Like, and, and you know what? They have. They absolutely have. <laughs> These, this block of episodes has proven that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then you had uh, certain episodes where you had a really great story and going somewhere. And then oh, you I have mean... the last couple of episodes and then the last few episodes of episode seven where it just seemed like, what is going on here? Well, and the more I've thought about that, that first Chameleon Man episode, I think is an outlier. That was actually – that actually probably we should say does not fit with Common Rider because it was a very well-written story. Let's face it. Let's be honest here. Out of the nine episodes we've seen so far, that probably is the only really well-written story out of the batch and maybe one of the best well-written ones out of the entire series when we're done and that's probably the outlier that the standard for this series is going to just be like okay stingers or should i just say syringes will turn you cyborg bombs can turn you into your human superhuman cyborg self um People can survive toxic gas. Some can anyways. Um, Dogs mysteriously die for no reason. Um, A a cobra man uh, ends up being a a really big puss and the shocker leader doesn't care that he's not doing his job of stealing, you know, more gold reserves. And then he had Um, some kind of uh, chameleon lizard uh, somehow dying uh, screen without any particular reason. And um, uh, they they are telling us to go screw ourselves when we're wondering what's the secret contents uh, for rebuilding the Third Reich in Japan. Um, what else? Uh, Tachibana uh, is able to find the Shocker hideout and magically kick ass. I mean, we can go on and on and on, and that. That first Chameleon Man episode, I think, is an outlier. I think we're going to find out as we continue on with this series. That was one of the rare, if not only, episode uh, that the writers actually had something and they did it well. Whereas most of the time it's like, ah, whatever. And I'm fine with that. I've always said I love a lot of this kooky stuff. But, like, it's the opposite of what happened with us with Ultra 7. Our favorite episodes were the ones in which Ultra 7 went goofy, and there weren't too many of those. The interesting thing here is that, okay, yes, we've definitely recommended and enjoyed some of the kooky Common Rider episodes, but we both have said that arguably, so far anyways, the best one was that first Chameleon Man episode where it kind of took itself seriously and actually had something well-written and, 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 and built there. But then it just dropped the ball. It went back, you could say, to its old self in that, two, in that second parter. And, you know, 
which is disappointing because we had just such high expectations. And I think that was the deal is that they abandoned the kookiness for something good, which was good and kind mm-hmm. of off the beaten path for what this series was known at that point. But then because they couldn't follow through because of either talent or just bad ideas, they they let us down. And yeah, yeah but anyways, uh, should we um, wrap this up and then just mm, sort sure. of uh, close out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as uh, episode nine goes, um, I would say out of the three episodes, um, I would say probably out of yeah out of the three episodes with the uh, villains here, I'd say uh, Cobra Man is probably a bit uh, more unique uh, in this one. He's a bit interesting in a way. Like the uh, the design's a little bit different. Like the the main head just doesn't quite. <laughs> represent uh, a snake in a way but it just kind of gives uh, Cobra Man some uh, character in this one Um, but yeah just just like with uh, episode 8 this one's a bit of a a unique odd weird one where he had uh, the dog in this one's mysteriously uh passing away for whatever reason it was, which they did not give us <laughs> the reason for it. And he, and you had a MacGuffin when it comes to the Fanes and then uh, Cobra Man just being, you know, kind of the, the dumb one in the room, just trying to uh, find where the, the Fanes are. So he interrogates this uh, security guard and then kidnaps this uh, uh, little boy who's the son of this uh, security guard and and uh, things like that. And then he had, yeah, just weird things happening with uh, exploding henchmen as well as Cobra Man at the very end. Uh, Tachibana just waltzing right in, you know, beating a lot of the henchmen <laughs> too so it's it's a really crazy uh episode and then uh we're not gonna see the last of cobra man uh after this so um with episode nine i would at least give this one a b all right what in the world is going on with this episode what starts out as shocker planning to steal the world's gold reserves turns into an episode where cobra man and is threatening the kid because he lost his fangs in the first gold heist attempt where the kid's dog, who's named Dummy for some awful reason, thwarts Cobra Man's attempt to steal the gold. Then there's some weird cut that feels like footage is missing because we find out Cobra Man's fangs are missing and the dog has quickly and mysteriously died for some unknown reason. The fight choreography once again is pretty bad. Two kicks are slowed down and not even coming close to making it appear they're coming into contact with their target. Not to mention we have numerous villains, including Cobra Man, fall prey to his own landmine field. People are being blown up by landmines in a show made for kids. But don't worry, folks. Cobra Man will be back in next week's episode when he's revived. 
With that said, I do like the design and execution, as actual execution, of Cobra Man. <laughs> this is a villain that comes off relatively competent, minus his obsession with tracking his fangs. His snake arm and poison gas, when he has the fangs, make him deadly and a worthy adversary for Common Rider. Alas, though, the Rider kick is the main reason why Cobra Man ultimately goes down. This is becoming predictable. A decent episode that becomes preposterous very fast with some poor choreography, a weird jump cut moment, and people being blown up by landmines. I gave it a C. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to give it a little bit of a higher grade. <laughs> it just, um, it's just nothing fucks. I mean, like I said, um, again, the fight chore- the thing that bugs me the most about this episode, well, several things. Uh, again, the fight choreography is not good. Um, the fact that the story turns into a lost and found episode when it was supposed to be something different. Um, and uh, just this weird jump cut uh, of just like the dog mysteriously dying and, and stuff like that. Like it seemed like no significant amount of time had passed. It just was a weird, weird jump scene. And just it, it did feel like a couple mm-hmm. minutes or so of footage is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so other than that, uh anything else before we uh, wrap up uh let people know we instead of the 23rd we're actually coming back the 30th of october for our next uh episode where we're going to uh, review episodes seven through nine of specter man and um because i got uh, some family mm-hmm. coming in the weekend of the 22nd it's just better if we moved it so uh, things are going to get pushed uh, an extra week so there's that <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah, we're going to be back in uh, three weeks instead of our usual uh, every other uh, weekend on that. And uh, also, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you see a red button down below, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as uh, smash that like button as well below the video. Don't and, smash uh, it too hard. You might want to use it again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then uh, for other social media, uh, you can find Daikaiju Network everywhere on our uh, Linktree page, uh, right there on the screen, Linktree forward slash uh, Daikaiju Network. And we're uh, streaming live on the uh, following video platforms, uh, three out of four, we're streaming live, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. And uh, the... Uh, episode will be uh, transferred over to Rumble a uh, day later. And uh, we're also uh, on uh, audio versions or audio platforms. So you can listen to the uh, audio versions of our episodes on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And uh, you can find uh, both video and audio versions of our uh, episodes at our own website at uh, daikajunetwork.com. And with that, thank you so much for listening or watching, and we'll be back in a few weeks where we continue our retrospective on Spectrum. <laughs> All right, we'll get you guys in three weeks. Bye.